So Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Krishna. So today is the Holy Disappearance Festival of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Thakur Prabhupada. Jai Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Thakur Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we'll read um, something about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur for those of us who are listening online and watching online. Uh, welcome uh, to the program. And uh, um, after the reading, we'll have an offering of boga to Thakuri. And then at noon, we'll do an arti uh, to, uh, uh, to Thakuri here. And simultaneously, as the uh, Raj Bhog arti is going on on the altar. So uh, please join your hands together and repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jai Jai Shri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Brinda Jai Shri Chaitanya Chaitamita Ki Jai Shri Ghandaraj Mad Bhagavad Mahapurana Ki Jai Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Tarupa Ki Jai so, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, I'm reading a quote from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He says, If I could perfectly deliver even one soul back home, back to Godhead, I would think my mission, propagating Krishna consciousness, to be successful. So, here we can see from this quote that uh, the most important thing for us is actually to propagate Krishna consciousness. Because that is what pleases Krishna the most. He says that in chapter 18 of the Bhagavad Gita, that for one who preaches this science to my devotees, such a person is most dear to me, and there will never be any person more dear than he. So for us, this is our prime uh, mission. And on the disappearance day of an Acharya, uh, uh, and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is uh, one of the topmost acharyas in our line of disciplic succession, uh, starting from Lord Krishna, coming through Lord Goranga Mahaprabhu. Uh, all of these acharyas have stressed this point that we should reach out to others. And Goranga Mahaprabhu himself has given an order in this regard. Guruhana Krishna Upadesh. So this is very important for us to do that. And so in line with this, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, gives us a number of uh, quotations, uh, gives us a number of statements that actually explain Krishna consciousness in a way that we can actually focus our lives on uh, uh, on this aspect of preaching Krishna consciousness. And in that regard, a statement that uh, my Guru Maharaj, Sulatma Krishna Maharaj, uh, actually gave is that we should be good at distributing three things. We should be very good at distributing the holy name, Prithifityachyatanagaradigram, Sarvatapracharhuebimoranam, we should be very good at distributing books, which is what Srila Prabhupada wanted us to do. 
Yeah, and I was just reading a quote this morning from Srila Prabhupada that says that for anybody who does book distribution, I guarantee that you will go back to Godhead. This is my guarantee. I will personally make sure that you go back to Godhead in this lifetime. So that's extremely important for us to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books and to distribute this knowledge. And finally, the third thing that uh, my Guru Mahat speaks about distributing is distributing prasadam. Because that is the mercy of the Lord. It is the easiest amongst the three to accept very easily. And uh, we find that it's actually very true. Many people uh, become very nice devotees because of uh, prasadam. So on December 23rd, 1936, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada gave his final instructions to the assembled devotees. So at that time he said, perhaps many people have considered me their enemy because I was compelled to tell the unadulterated truth. I asked them to serve the Lord with all sincerity. So the unadulterated truth is that we should preach Krishna consciousness and make a sincere attempt to at least deliver one soul back home, back to Godhead. Aside from ourselves, of course, because there is no possibility for us to go back home, back to Godhead on our own. It is with, by somebody else's mercy that we can go back. So then, uh, 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 he says that uh, this is the unadulterated truth. And then he asked that we should serve Krishna, we should serve Goranga Mahaprabhu with all sincerity, meaning that it should be our real desire that that be the most important thing that we will do is to serve, to serve Krishna and his devotees, to serve Goranga Mahaprabhu and Gora Bhakta Brinda. Then he continues, I have given much anxiety to many people because, only because I wanted to inspire them to serve Krishna sincerely without material desire and duplicity. How important this statement is that we should take anxiety to inspire others so that they will serve Krishna sincerely without material desire and without duplicity. Duplicity means that the only reason we reach out to others uh, is so that that they so that they will serve Goranga Mahaprabhu, they will serve Krishna and their associates and give up material desires because those material desires are actually impediments to uh, progress of consciousness, to progress of the living entity. And without duplicity meaning that we should have no other purpose. We shouldn't be doing this so that this gives us uh, some type of a, uh, a peaceful lifestyle or prosperous lifestyle or anything like that. That is not our purpose. Uh, or to look for some partner to get married to, to have a relationship with, etc. This is not our purpose. Our singular purpose is to please Krishna, to please Goranga Mahaprabhu, uh, by inspiring others to sincerely serve uh, in Krishna consciousness, Goranga Mahaprabhu, Krishna and their associates. One day, he continues, one day they will understand this. This is the beauty of Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is the supreme absolute truth. It is the unadulterated truth. And because it is the supreme absolute truth, it will affect the heart. Whenever the, the spiritual heart hears this, the heart will be affected. And so it's only a matter of time that they will actually understand the message of Goranga Mahaprabhu. Amara Gyan Guruhana Tarai Desh Yare Takitarika Krishna Upadesh Prithivitayachita Nagaradi Gram Sarvata Prachar Hoibe Moranam. So, in this regard, Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur made a number of statements 
to to say more about the same subject matter. And actually, he made uh, 46 statements, and I'll be reading those for you, to you. Of course, he spoke in, uh, in, uh, uh, in Bengali, but, uh, but, uh, I'll just, I'll just be reading the English translations. Statement number one. All of you preach the message of Rupa and Raghunatha to everyone with great enthusiasm. So here's the first very powerful statement being made, that we should always preach the message of Rupa Goswami and Raghunath Das Goswami to everyone with great enthusiasm. So the idea is to preach to everyone. We are non-sectarian. We do not discriminate amongst people. Uh, we even reach out to non-humans, or to speak of human beings. So we must reach out to all human beings with great enthusiasm. Number two, may the ultimate desire to become a speck of dust at the lotus feet of the followers of Sri Rupa Remain ever awake in our hearts. May the ultimate desire to become a speck of dust at the lotus feet of the followers of Sri Rupa remain ever awake in our hearts. So this idea of becoming a speck of dust uh, comes from the spiritual world because there these particles of dust are actually saffron particles. And each of them has a personality, amazing personality. And so all of the personalities who are followers of Rupa Goswamis or Rupa Nugas, uh, actually we serve at the lotus feet, at their lotus feet. And so to become a particle of dust at their lotus feet should always be our uh, desire. And that should always, that, that ultimate desire should always remain ever awake. Meaning we should not become complacent. We shouldn't think to ourselves, well, now I've been in the Krishna consciousness movement, the Hare Krishna movement, for such a nice period of time, for such a long period of time, etc. So, everything is, 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 is okay. I, I'm, we've, we've normalized everything. No, that is not true. Uh, we should always be very, very careful, very cautious, and very sincere in always uh, progressing in our Krishna consciousness. Then the third statement he makes is, Rajendranand and Krishna is the principle of non-dual consciousness. So it is always our focus on Rajendranand. Uh, Krishna, who is in Golok Vrindavan, in Brajadham, Golok Vrindavan is Brajendanandana, Krishna. He is the root object of devotion and the treasured object of service for all. So he is the root object. So all devotion should actually be directed towards Brajendranandana, Krishna. And that he should be the object of, of all of our services and for everyone. Then he says, in statement number four, in order to satisfy the transcendental senses of the one non-dual supreme absolute truth, remain united in following Radha, the original reservoir of love for him. So we can see in each of these statements, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur makes so many powerful points. So, to satisfy the transcendental senses of one. Because our senses are actually of two types. The material senses and the transcendental senses. The material senses are temporary and actually troublesome. The transcendental senses are eternal and always uh, liberating, always blissful. So, these transcendental senses actually belong to the non-dual 
supreme absolute truth. They belong to Krishna. Therefore, he's known as Rishikesha because their senses belong to him. And we should remain in, this, in, in all of our lives always united. Always united. And not only just united, but united in following Radharani, the original reservoir of love for him. We know that Radharani is a very, very sweet personality, very humble personality, uh, extremely uh, compassionate towards others, never creates any conflict. Is not a person who creates any conflict or takes part in any conflict. She resolves conflicts. So the idea is somehow we should always stay reunited and remain uh, cooperative in pushing forward Krishna consciousness. And Srila Prabhupada actually made this statement when he actually uh, was leaving his body that if you want to show your love to me, then show that by cooperating with one another, always cooperating with one another. So we can see how Srila Prabhupada always followed his spiritual master very, very sincerely and very faithfully, uh, very loyal to his spiritual master. And then, statement number five, everyone must, everyone make the effort to perfect your worship of Sri Hari. Make this the only purpose of your lives. So here, I'm going to take this down because nobody else is here. Uh, everyone must make the effort to perfect their worship for Goranga Mahaprabhu, their worship of Krishna. And make this the only purpose of our lives. So this means that we're always, always striving to do better and better and better until our last breath we don't give up. Becoming, try to become better and better and better all the time. Keep perfecting. Then statement number six. Remember that this world is temporary and lasts only a day or two. Give up your family attachment and transcend this world of illusion. This is a very, very... So each of these statements is full of so much information that this is a temporary world and it only lasts a few days. So many years have gone by in a flash and the years in the future are going to go by even faster in a flash. So it's going to last only a very short period of time. So give up attachment for all other types of things and give up this uh, attachment to this world of illusion. Because in this world, we're really taught to do things in a way that are actually against our best interests. They're contrary to our best interests. They're about enjoying the material senses. They're about enjoying other people's material senses. And this is actually a false notion. This is illusory because actually you don't actually enjoy. There are going to be always issues. And so more and more issues happen and then we create more and more issues. And even amongst devotees, we create conflicts and we accuse others and we make uh, statements against others that actually create more and more difficulties, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. To create difficulty for others is the worst possible thing that we can do. We have no right to actually create difficulties for others. We should never do that. This is why the system of authority should be followed properly. Even if the authority is having issues, you follow authority properly, especially a group of devotees, Hare Krishna, a group of devotees, because as a group, uh, the devotees will always come to the right conclusions. This is why Srila Prabhupada set up the Governing Body Commission and set up this association of devotees all over the world. And then statement number seven, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, maintain your worldly obligations in whatever way you can, but make the eternal principle devotion to Krishna, the true purpose of your voyage throughout life, through life. So here we can see uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is giving us the advice that 
we can continue our worldly obligations for maintenance purposes. It's only for maintenance. The maintenance of the body and the soul. But the eternal principle is devotion to Krishna. And that is the true purpose of our journey through life, our voyage through life. Number eight, let hundreds of dangers, insults, or persecutions come. But in spite of them, do not give up your worship of Krishna. What a powerful statement, huh? There are always dangers in our lives. There is no doubt about it. This is a world of dangers. Padam padam yad bi padam. So, klesha. Klesha means dangers. There's always dangers in this world. That's, this world is going to be full of dangers. And these are the doshas. That's why the statement is made in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Kaler dosha nidhe rajan. That this world is full of uh, difficulties, of dangers. And then he says, let hundreds of insults also come. We can't even accept one insult. What to accept? What to speak of accepting? Hundreds of insults. Or hundreds of persecutions. Even one persecution can kill a person, can cause untold difficulty. But here, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, let hundreds of these come. But in spite of them, do not give up your love for Krishna, the worship of Krishna, your love for Goranga Mahaprabhu, your Krishna consciousness, your association of devotees. All of these are what are the most important in our lives. Then, um, he continues the next statement, number nine. Lord Gaurahari destroys all obstacles on the path. He will surely be merciful and give you a place at his lotus feet. What a great arrangement. Goranga Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna at his best, Krishna and Radharani coming together again. They destroy all obstacles on the path. He destroys all obstacles on the path. He'll destroy them. Destruction means there's no way they can survive. Something is destroyed. It's gone forever. And then he will surely be merciful and give us a place at his lotus feet. This is why we should somehow or the other hang on to our Krishna consciousness, hang on to our association of devotees, and never ever take the association for devotees for granted. And then he continues at statement number 10. When you see that most people are indifferent to Sri Krishna, and show no interest in selfless service, selfless services to Krishna, and in talks about him, don't be discouraged. First of all, never give up your own bhajan, your life and soul. So, whatever happens, we're going to stay Krishna conscious, we're going to continue uh, with Krishna consciousness as our very life and soul. Even if others are indifferent, and they show no interest, uh, and even if they show interest, their interest is, you know, not selfless service to Krishna, and they're not really interested in talks about Krishna, we should never be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. That is the nature of the material world. In a prison house, you will encounter prisoners. There is nothing to be surprised about that in prison house, there are prisoners. Similarly, this world is described as Durg. Durg means it's a prison house. So obviously, here we have the inmates of the material world, and inmates don't have good behavior. They generally won't have good behavior. They're not going to be interested in Krishna consciousness. They're not going to be so interested in being in, in offering selfless service to Krishna and his devotees, to Gauranga Mahaprabhu and his devotees and their associates. So why become discouraged? Um, I often say that when you're in an ocean of water, we shouldn't complain, why is there so much water in this ocean? Well, that's what the ocean will be like. It's going to have a lot of water. We have to take advantage of the situation. So in our case, we become encouraged 
when people are saying, oh, I really don't want to hear about Krishna. I'm not interested in serving Krishna. I don't want to talk about Krishna. We should feel very encouraged. Why? We should think to ourselves, here's an opportunity for me to actually reach out to someone and help the person get out of the illusion and into real uh, real knowledge, real life. Uh, when I was younger, uh, in my career, I was a businessman, and so we would do sales training. And we'd talk about this one uh, wonderful point that we made in selling, that there were these two uh, salesmen, and uh, uh, so they, sent, they were sent to this country by their boss. They were sent to this country to sell shoes. So in this country, nobody was wearing shoes. They were all wearing, walking around barefoot. So one of the salesmen, the, one of the salesmen called back and said, let's just say the first salesman called, called back and said, uh, boss, uh, uh, I, I think I should just come back home again. He said, why? He says, nobody wears shoes here. There's no point in selling shoes here. You know, because nobody wears shoes. So there's no point. I should go to some other place where they buy, where the people buy shoes. And so he got on the flight and went back. The other salesman called the same boss and said, boss, he said, you should think about buying me a house here. <laughs> he said, why should I buy you a house there? He said, because here nobody's wearing shoes. We have the whole market. We've cornered the whole market. The whole population will be wearing shoes now. <laughs> You know, so I should stay here because I've got my work cut out for me. <laughs> so we can see the two different points of view, right? So the same thing, the two different points of view. So our point of view is, if nobody is interested, then we are more excited because that means we have such a big market. We have such a receptive, waiting to buy market because remember, Krishna consciousness does not happen because I am promoting Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness happens because I am channeling Krishna, spreading Krishna consciousness. We're channeling Krishna. We're channeling the spiritual master. It is Guru and Krishna who are promoting Krishna consciousness. We are being like the mouthpiece, the hands and the feet. We're being what we call the instrument. So just like, you know, the phone is an instrument. But it doesn't work on its own. It works because the owner of the phone is operating the phone. So we belong to our spiritual master and to Krishna. We belong to Guru and Krishna. We belong to the devotees who are all spiritual masters, right? We see everybody as Prabhu, as a devotee. So we certainly never offend them. We don't insult them. We don't say bad things about them. And if they do something like that, leave it to the authorities to deal with it. Go and talk to the authorities and say, so-and-so is doing this, and it's not very nice. And let the authorities deal with it, and don't actually rubbish the authorities when they make a decision either. Because they'll make some decision, and you may not like the decision so much, so don't rubbish the authorities, because then you're destroying your own Krishna consciousness. You're removing the ability to uh, use yourself as an instrument. It's a little like I want to use my phone, but I smash it to the ground, and then I'm thinking, why isn't it working? What's wrong with the phone? There's nothing wrong with the phone. You didn't have to smash it. You could have kept it nicely, and it would have worked very nicely. So in the same way, we have to keep our consciousness nice, keep our happy consciousness, clean consciousness, certainly away from all types of offenses and all types of sinfulness and things like that. Sinfulness is harder. Offenses are also very hard to stay away from because our nature is we've been conditioned to be being, being very offensive and very sinful. And we have to avoid that. This is why we stay in the association of devotees. So other devotees will remind us about this. And we never forget. <clears throat> the more, t- more we hear, the better, because the more we become convinced, yes, this is how we should do things. And then he says, in statement number 11, why would you accept the poverty of a life without hearing and chanting about Krishna, your soul wealth? 
So when we're not hearing about hearing and chanting about Krishna, then that is a life of poverty. And we're living a life of poverty because Krishna is our sole wealth. He's everything for us. Guranga Mahaprabhu is our sole wealth. Why would you throw away all your wealth or disregard all your wealth and live in a life of poverty? Why? What a nice statement, huh? What a beautiful statement. Then it says, number 12, each of these statements is so beautiful, we can hang them up around our house and have these 46 statements. <laughs> just meditate on these. And I think we'll just go back to God and just meditate on them. <laughs> and then number 12, he says, beg for Krishna's lotus feet. The ultimate benediction for all living beings. The Lord is all-powerful and will quickly fulfill your desires. Everybody wants their desires to be fulfilled, right? Everybody, whatever they're doing right now is to fulfill some desire. <laughs> That's why they're doing what they Even if they're lying down doing nothing, they have a desire to rest. They have a desire to relax. They have a desire to be peaceful or something, right? Whatever they're doing, even if they are undergoing the knife in some operation, they're desiring for good health. They're thinking, I'm doing this so that I'll be healthier. So we all have desires. And we have unlimited number of desires, right? Really, if you think about it. And it is only Krishna. And here it's saying, Krishna's lotus feet. But it is only Krishna who can fulfill all our desires. Only Krishna can fulfill desires. And not only he can fulfill desires, it even says here that that he will quickly fulfill. I mean, which is another thing we like, right? We like instant, uh, instant pleasure, right? How do we call it in America? Instant, yeah, instant gratification, yeah, instant gratification. Right? <laughs> Whether it's making money, we want to make instant money, you know, make money now, right? And when we're eating food. We want instant pleasure. We want fast food. We shouldn't have to do the cut-up and cooking and offering and then eating. That takes too much time. <laughs> you know, fast food is great. Just go to the store, bite, put it in the mouth straight away. Now, this instant gratification, by the way, is natural to the soul. People say there's no such thing. There's no such thing as instant wealth. You know? There's no such thing as instant prashadam. But there is. Actually, there is. The only way to get instant prashadam is actually to, it says here, uh, beg for the lotus feet of Krishna. Now, begging you can do right now, right? You don't have to wait. You have to prepare to beg. <laughs> you can beg instantaneously for Krishna's feet. It says, beg for Krishna's lotus feet, the ultimate benediction all living beings. Not just humans, by the way. For all living beings. So we should even be telling the trees, when you meet the trees, beg for Krishna. All your desires will be fulfilled. That is preaching, right? That is also preaching. The Lord is all-powerful. Nobody else is all-powerful. But Krishna is all-powerful. Gauranga Mahaprabhu is all-powerful. Right? Gauranga is Radha and Krishna. So these are Lord Nityananda. These are all-powerful. They're the Lord. I was reading in Nityananda Charitamrita, it starts by saying that Lord Krishna is inside Lord Nityananda. He's looking for Lord Krishna, get a hold of Lord Nityananda, and inside him is Krishna. He'll come out, he'll pop out of him, you know, and say, here I am, here I am, you know, that type of thing. And if you look at Lord Nityananda's chanting, what is he chanting all the time? Krishna, 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 Krishna. Because that's Krishna and Radharani. Radharani is also Krishna. He's also all-attractive. Actually, Prabhupada says, Krishna's all-attractiveness is energized by Radharani. So she is the energetic, energy all-attractive. All-attractive energy. Then he says, number 13th statement, I'm just reading Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's final uh, talk before he left his body. What he said, 
So there are like 46 statements he made. So we're at number 13. He says, Krishna is not incapable. He is omnipotent. And his servants' desires never go in vain. So if we desire that everybody will become Krishna conscious, it is said, Lord Chaitanya will somehow fulfill that desire. What a nice desire to have, right? Everybody is Krishna's child. Everybody is fully loved by Krishna. Why should not everybody be happy? Let them all be happy. And the more happy, happier people we have, the more happy people we have, the better the environment, right? You know, one of the reasons why a lot of people want to come and live in America is because they understand, they think, that America has more wealthy people, has more people who are free, you know, we have freedom, right? People want freedom, they want wealth, you see, because they want to enjoy their senses. So they come to America, they even kill themselves coming to America, by the way. Some of them even die in the process of coming to America. Why? Because America has a happier lifestyle. That's what they're hoping. And America has happier people like that. So if everybody was Krishna conscious, wouldn't this world be a very great place to live in? It would be an amazing place. It's because some are not happy and some are causing conflicts because unhappy people cause conflicts. Happy people don't cause conflicts. Right? So why don't we desire like that? At least let's desire the right things. Because here it is said by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is that Krishna is not incapable. He's very capable. Hare Krishna Prabhu. He's fully potent. And therefore, his servant's desires. And how to become his servant? We become his servant by becoming the servant of his servant. And so we're all here servants of the servants, right? So if we serve each other, then we become the servant of the servant of the servants. <laughs> the best part about Krishna consciousness is the further away you go, the bigger the advantage because you get the combined credit of everybody in front of you. Imagine in this world if there was a statement that said that as many people as you serve, that much your wealth will increase because all of the wealth of whoever you serve will become yours. What do you think people will do in this world? They'll want to serve everybody, right? Because then I have everybody's wealth. So in Krishna consciousness, the idea is to run to the back of the line. Here, everybody wants to run to the front of the line, right? They want to be the first person, the leader, who has all these followers behind him or her. But actually, Krishna consciousness is the other way around. It's like the, that, uh, what do you call it? The triangle is a nice word for it. Um, sorry? Yeah, the pyramid, thank you. It is that the pyramid is upside down, you know? Normally in this world, everybody wants that other pyramid, right? That one person at the top and then all the persons serving below that person, right? And they want to be the one at the top. So that's a pyramid. This is like an inverted pyramid. Krishna consciousness is an inverted pyramid. So then uh, he continues, number 14. He says, and this one was highlighted, so I don't know why it was highlighted, but anyway, it was highlighted. It says, please always chant the holy name of the Lord, being humbler than a blade of grass and more tolerant than a tree. Give all respect to others and demand none for yourself. Make the worship of the holy name the most important aspect of your devotional life. So for some reason, this one and the next two statements were highlighted. I think because this is that statement, Srinatha Pisunichena, the Rora Pisahishana, right? Like that. And then number 15. A wise person will worship the Lord after taking initiation in the sacrifice of the holy name inaugurated by Sri Krishna Chaitanya and his associates. So this idea of taking initiation is very important because it is when we take initiation, we have committed ourselves to a spiritual master. See, Now, we can commit ourselves before initiation to a spiritual master as well. But generally, people sort of 
take it more seriously when there's a fire sacrifice that happened and you made a promise, you know, and so many people were there to witness, then we sort of feel like, okay, now I really have to be serious. Now I really have to take this seriously. Otherwise, nobody heard me making commitments. So if I waver a little, nobody knew about it, right? So it won't make any difference. So what Krishnanda Saraswati does say, it's a wise person who will worship the Lord after taking initiation in the sacrifice of the holy name. So, Okay, good. Number 16, he says, offer yourselves up to the seven flames of this sacrificial fire. The seven flames of this sacrificial fire. The scriptures say that this especially is the religious principle of the age of Kali. So the seven flames. So he describes the seven flames earlier on. The seven flames come from the uh, six ashtaka first statement. Etodarpanam marjanam bhavamahadavagni nirvapanam shrekerva chandrika vitaranam vidyavadjivanam anandam buddhivardhanam pratipadam purnamitaswadhanam sarvatmasnapanam param vijete shri krishna sankirtanam So there, the seven flames are described. It says, let there be all victory for the chanting of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which can, and then the seven flames are set. These are the seven flames. Number one, cleanse the mirror of the heart. The heart has become contaminated by material consciousness. All that dust has settled on the heart, you know, on the mirror. So We have to wipe the dust off, we cleanse it. Then you can see again, right, into the mirror. So that's the first flame. Then the second flame. All my pages mixed up now. Here's the second flame. The second flame is, and it will stop the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence. So, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, the chanting of the holy names of the Lord, Harinam Sankirtan, will stop the miseries of the blazing fire of material existence. So material existence will cause a blazing fire that's going to burn us all up. And when we're burning, so it's a little like hell, right? You go to hell, you burn in hell, right? They say. So that's what we're doing now. We're burning in this blazing fire of material existence. And this will stop it. Chanting of the holy names of the Lord. Number three, that chanting is the waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. So just like when the moon is, moon is waxing, means it's growing bigger and brighter, the light is increasing, right? The moonlight is increasing. So in the same way, as we chant more and more, the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities will increase. What a wonderful statement, right? Please uh, get a getting colder now, so we have to be more careful as it gets colder. We keep ourselves warm. And, yeah. and also, uh, it pleases the Acharyas when they see you sitting on that. They feel like <clears throat> our devotees are being respected. You know, Of course, normally somebody else gives the mat, but you know, we're just a few, so we get our own mat. <laughs> but do that for the pleasure of the Acharyas. Sorry? Yeah, they don't sit on them, they don't work. Yeah. They feel lonely. I often tell that to people when they don't put Prabhupada's, uh, you know, bead on him. Prabhupada himself said that my beads are feeling lonely, you know. My beads are feeling lonely. Because Prabhupada feels lonely too without his beads. So we always keep our beads with us so that, you know, the beads don't feel lonely. Because they are our, our most important benefactor, right? Tulsi Maharani is Maharani. You know, Japamala Maharani is our Maharani. She's the queen. Queen can do anything, right? She can take care of any situation. She's so powerful. And then number four, the fourth flame, it is the life and soul of all education. I didn't know this, you know, until I read this over and over again. All education, the life and soul of all education is the holy names of the Lord. 
So that means when they don't have the holy names of the Lord, it is not education. It is only condemning someone to more suffering in this material world. How is that education? That is not education. Education is supposed to liberate you, to free you from miseries and give you all satisfaction, complete satisfaction, supersidity. Number five, the chanting of the holy name of Krishna expands the blissful ocean of transcendental life. I mean, we want to, we want to have a life, right? A great life. Transcendental life means the greatest life that's even beyond what we know as great life. And this is the ocean of transcendental life, the blissful ocean of transcendental life expanding by the chanting process, chanting the holy names. Number six, it gives a cooling effect to everyone. Because we're in a blazing fire, right? Material existence is a blazing fire, blazing forest fire. So we want cooling effect, right? You sort of run away from the blazing fire to cool yourself down. And this is what gives us the cooling effect. And number seven, the seventh flame, it enables one to taste full nectar at every step. So it's either danger at every step or full nectar at every step. Padam, padam, yadvi, padam, or the taste of full nectar at every step. So these are the seven flames that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was referring to in that statement that we just read. So then, continuation of these uh, statements, number 17. Number 17, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, We do not seek to become heroes performing great works or religious deeds. Don't try to be a hero. Don't think, oh, if I do this, there will be such a great amount of Krishna consciousness that will happen. Don't try to be a hero. Remember, at all times, the only person who can do is Krishna. So if he allows it to happen, it will happen. So don't try to be a hero. Instead, he says, we will become distressed if we take up the paths of knowledge, works, or austerities. How do you like that? We will become distressed if we take up the paths of knowledge, works, or austerities. What path are we taking up? We're taking the path up of pleasing Krishna and his associates. That is what we do. Any work that we do has only one purpose behind it, to please the deities and to please the devotees. That's why we're doing it. We're not doing it for any other reason. We're not trying to spread knowledge we're trying to spread Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is beyond knowledge. It is an experience. It is not just information. It is actually experience. This is the reason we are in Krishna consciousness is because we are experiencing the bliss of Krishna consciousness in the form of the association of devotees, in the form of the knowledge in the books, in the form of the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. In the form of the deities, the pleasure of seeing the deities, so beautiful. They always look like a big jewel on a throne, you know. They're always so bright and beautiful, you know. In the form of the prashadam that we're uh, honoring. In the form of the devotion, the love, that we are giving to the deities and the devotees. All of this is blissful experiences, right? That's Krishna consciousness. That's what we are spreading. Those, that's our path. It's not the work. It's not the activity. It's not the knowledge and it's not the austerity that we're doing, that we are trying to promote. What we are promoting is the experience. This is why we should always be careful when we are speaking to others, when you're reaching out to others, we don't leave them with the impression that this is some type of a knowledge that you're going to have to acquire, this is some type of work that you will have to do, or this is some type of austerity that you'll have to do. There's no austerity. How is chanting, feasting, and dancing austerity? Since when did that become austerity? To chant, feast, and dance. That's not austerity. If it was austerity, I don't think any, any one of us 
would have taken to this process. Correct? We would not have done this. I think we would have given it up. This is why people don't like to go to work. Why don't they like to go to work? Because it's austerity. It's work. Who likes to work? We're not donkeys. We're human beings. Human beings are meant to live a life of sat, chit, and ananda. Means a lively lifestyle, right? Exciting, lively lifestyle. Prabhupada didn't like the word exciting. He liked the word enthusing. Enthusing, you know, life type lifestyle. Exciting means you can excite yourself and for the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> if electricity touches you, I think your body will become excited. You know, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for bliss, blissfulness, you know, enthusiasm. And then, knowledge. What type of knowledge? Knowledge that will actually give us more bliss, more enthusiasm. And then bliss itself, which is ananda. So you can see how Bhaktisnam Saraswati Thakur is so brilliant. And these are his final instructions, by the way. His final statements. So you can see he's making the best of the best statements, right? So nicely. And then he says, in the next statement, he says, know that your true identity is to be a speck of dust at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa Prabhu. Don't go against this identity. Do not go against this identity, which is your treasure. Our treasure is to be a speck of dust. I don't think anybody in this world, before they came to Krishna consciousness, was praying, let me become a speck of dust. This speck of dust is no ordinary speck of dust, by the way. This is a saffron particle that is so beautiful that it is said the spiritual atmosphere is beautified by saffron particles. In Golok Bindavan. And then the next statement is made, number 19. Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur is the best of the followers of Sri Rupa Goswami. The pure joy of devotional service comes in the stream that started with him. He is actually the person who preached to the West first. He's the big preacher to the West. You know what I'm saying? So the stream starts from him. It's like the Gangotri, right? The Gangotri is where the Ganga starts and flows down. You know, the pious land of India. And purifies everybody, you know? So this is the knowledge stemming from the lotus feet of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is none other than the father of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Thakur. He loved Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur so much, and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur loved him so much. You know, so many amazing things they did. I remember the story of once they went to a train station, and they're waiting for the train to come, and Bhakti Siddhanta and, and Bhakti Vinod Thakur passed out. You know. And so Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is such an imagine, amazing, amazing personality, such a you know, intelligent personality, thought, let me wait a little while before I do something about it. Generally, we sort of like, we'll do something immediately, right? Call the ambulance, call 911, you know? <laughs> but he sort of said, no, let, wait a little while, let's see what happens. Then after a while, he came back again, came to again. So he said, you passed out. He said, yeah. He said, what happened? He said, well, in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Brahmaloka, the highest planet in the material world is called Brahmaloka. In Brahmaloka, Lord Brahma was giving a class on the Bhagavad Gita. And all the sages were sitting in front of him. And normally when you give class, there's pin drop silence. You know? Everybody's listening very attentively. And so then he found that they started murmuring amongst them. So he realized something he said wasn't sitting well <laughs> with the audience. These are all very brilliant people. They're the top, uh, topmost people of the world sitting in Brahmaloka, right? In a class, Krishna conscious class. And so, so, so he stepped down and he realized that the explanation he was giving on the verse from the Bhagavad Gita 
wasn't actually sitting well. So then he went to Lord Shiva, he asked for Lord Shiva to come, and he asked Lord Shiva, you please give the class on this verse. And so Lord Shiva gave the class. And again, people started murmuring. So Lord Shiva got off the, the assassin, and the both of them spoke to another, now what do we do? And so Lord Shiva said, I, I know a person, I think, who will sort this problem out. So who's that? He said, his name is Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he's on planet Earth. I'll go and bring him. So he came to planet Earth, and that's how Bhakti Vinod Thakur passed out, because he took him to, he took his uh, astral form to uh, to Brahmaloka, and he sat and gave the class on that verse in Bhagavad Gita, and there was pin drop silence. Everybody felt that's the perfect explanation. He came back and he told his son. That's what happened. And his son was just beaming with happiness. Oh, my father is so great. He's the best devotee in the whole creation. Because Brahma, Lord Brahma is the best, actually. If you read about Lord Brahma in Canto 1 of Srimad Bhagavatam, you realize that one place, it even says, Lord Brahma is equal to Lord Krishna. And that's not an easy statement to make. And it's in the Bhagavatam. Such a great personality he is. You know what I'm saying? And he couldn't give the explanation to the Bhagavad Gita verse as well as Bhaktivinoda Thakur could. What does that tell us about Bhaktivinoda Thakur's position? So he is the source. So we should always celebrate Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He's the best. Number 20. That stream is holy and full of nectarian flavors of devotion. Even a hundred obstacles will never obstruct it. You can put whatever obstacles you want in front of the stream that's flowing from Bhaktivinoda Thakurnil. Remove all those obstacles. And when Bhaktivinoda Saraswati talks about obstacles, he's not talking about what we think are obstacles. What we think are obstacles is a joke. Nothing. When Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati talks about, talks about obstacles, he's talking about real obstacles, you know, that can destroy us, those type of obstacles. And then he says, in the next statement, number 21, he says, intelligent persons who have bathed in the waters of that stream should endeavor to fulfill the heartfelt wishes of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur now that we've bathed in that stream, we should fulfill his wishes, right? Because it's his stream. And then he gives the statement. He says, amongst you are many capable and worthy individuals. So all of you, quickly come up and take up this task. Taking grass, he said in the next statement, between my teeth, I pray repeatedly that I may become a speck of dust at Sri Rupa Goswami's lotus feet, birth after birth. Next statement. Other than this, I pray that no other desire may manifest in my or anyone else's heart. What does it mean to become a speck at the dust of the lotus feet of Rupa Goswami? It means to become a preacher. Become a saffron particle. A saffron particle is who preaches, always reaches out to others and tries to help them become Krishna conscious. Tries to help them understand that they should always chant the holy names of Krishna. That they should always, always, always distribute Srila Prabhupada's books. And they should always, always, always distribute prasadam. These are the three things that we should always distribute. The holy name, the books, prasadam. The holy name is there, so uh, the books are there so that they will chant the holy name. The prasadam is there so they will get the books. <laughs> you see, you've got to go to primary school to go to high school to go to university. University is the holy name. High school is the books. Primary school is the prasadam. You get prasadam, now read Prabhupada's books. Now you read Prabhupada's books, now you chant Hare Krishna. 
All three we must always distribute. So then we will be happy. So it's now 12 o'clock, and once the offering is taken, we'll start with the uh, puja to Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthakur. And while we're still waiting, I'll just read a few more statements. In the next statement, he says, number 25, while living in this world, we encounter many difficulties, but there is no need for us to ever become bewildered by these difficulties. Don't become bewildered by them. They're there. We'll overcome them. How will we overcome them? It's Krishna who will overcome them. It's the Acharyas, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur, our spiritual masters. They'll easily be able to overcome them. Just stay calm, chill. Continue doing the three things. Distributing the holy name, distributing books, and distributing prasadam. Chant, feast, and dance. It'll all work out. No matter how bad it gets, it'll all work out. Number 26. We need make no effort to remove any of these obstacles. He says, don't make any effort. <laughs> Whenever we have obstacles, what is the first thing we will do? Not only we will make an effort, we'll get everybody else to help us make the effort. And here he's saying, we need make no effort to remove any of these obstacles. What is necessary for us while we are still here is to learn what is beyond what will be the nature of our eternal life. Yes. Yes. Yes, please, please. Yeah. No, say no, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. And the other one doesn't. It's Krishna. Krishna chooses. And why Krishna chooses? He chooses based on, it's said to be causeless, but he does choose based on our desires. If we desire to do the right thing, Krishna will give us more right things. And the greatest of right things is to become a devotee. So help them keep doing more right things, you know? And sooner they'll percolate to the level of full Krishna consciousness. In 11th canto, Srimad Bhagavatam Krishna says, move them to mode of goodness. Then they will come to self-realization. And then from self-realization, they'll come to Krishna realization. So just keep moving them. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Keep looking for the ones that are waiting as we get more people. And by the way, Krishna does say, for each and every one of us, there are some specific number of people who are waiting. So each and every one must preach. I think the bigger concern for me is, why are we not all preaching? Please, we all need to preach, because each and every one of us can connect to some person. You see what I'm saying? So unless we connect, they're not going to come to Krishna consciousness. Krishna has already Given the quota, he's already said, Mishra Bhagavan Prabhu will bring these many people back to Godhead. So if you don't go out and preach, those people have to wait. And you'll have to come back in your next life to finish your job. Why wait? That's why these statements are very important. We should be concerned about what's happening next in our lives. We're going to the spiritual world. Let's do the things that allow us to go back. And by the way, everybody must preach, initiated or not initiated. Everybody must preach. Everybody should take initiation, but they must preach anyway. That preaching will bring about all the good effects. All right, so we're ready to do the RT. Thank you very much.
Jai Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Thakur Ki Jai. Ich nicht in Prabhu Ki Jai.